What's up to our sidekicks and henchmen out there in the Geek Nation? You're listening to Gotta Talk. Gotta Talk! Gotta I'm talk. Jo- Johnny Destructo, a.k.a. Jadles, a.k.a. The Thwip Tribble. We are here at 4327 Main Street, Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex. It's a comic book store. You can come and visit us. We record here on Wednesday's new comic book day. And with me this week is... Brandon, a.k.a. Inspector Spacetime Tribble. How you doing? Oh, good to hear. That's going to uh, be my year. Also with us. Yo, holla at your boy. This is Len, a.k.a. The Bat Tribble. And we are here to talk about a myriad of topics, which we will get to shortly. But first, oh, we got letters. We got letters. We, we got, got lots and lots and lots and lots, lots of letters. This one is from Pink Apocalypse. Ooh, the pink one. So we did our entire last episode, Len, if you recall, mm-hmm. was all... In reference to Pink Apocalypse's email, which was basically a short-form look at all of the Star Wars films. Yes. Episodes, I should say. Because I don't think... We didn't do uh, the solo films. Right? Like, Well, I mean, the one and done's like Solo and uh, Rogue One. Right. No, yeah, so it was just not. the Skywalker saga. Right. So um, she wrote in again telling us there's absolutely no read, to e- read my emails, uh, my Star Wars email in part or full, but... We did that, so uh, tough titty toenails. It happened. Uh, Totally new email. Here we go. (laughs) I feel bad writing in again so soon. Don't ever feel bad for writing in. But your last topic compelled me to do so. Your top five movies of 2010, I'm assuming she means 2019, was fun. But you guys had a pretty narrow focus in both taste and recency, with the possible exception of Brandon. I'm going to give you my top six favorites of the last 10 years. You didn't want it. You didn't ask for it, but here it is. Okay, so the top five movies of the 2010s. Yes. Not just 2019. Okay, cool. I thought we kind of jumped around the, the decade pretty well, pretty good. I can't remember, but I thought we were pretty much like, all, I mean, I know. I, know. I said, um, I think I gave some love to Inside Out. That was a few, I guess yeah. that's fairly recent. This is only yeah. a two or to three me, years To me, at ago. least our TV shows definitely seemed recent. Yeah. Recency bias. I have to make an amendment, though. You can c- drop any one of mine that I said, and I got to put in the last five years. Because I was thinking about it recently. It's this musical starring Anna Kendrick, and I forget the other guy's name. And it's called The Last Five Years? Yeah. I never heard of it. Me neither. Yeah, it's, it was kind of like an indie movie, sort of. Huh. They said they like filmed the whole thing in like two weeks. Wow. Um, and that musical, I loved it so much. I listened to the whole thing like the whole album at least once a day for a month wow and then months after i would still listen to like one or two songs i love it years i I have no idea what that is but i do have a extremely soft spot for anna kendrick right that's why i watched it is that i was like i think just by happenstance i've seen like almost every anna kendrick movie at the time Mm -hmm. and that was the only one i hadn't seen and i turned it on and i was like the only reason i hadn't seen it was because i don't like musicals usually yeah but I accidentally turned it on and I was like playing video games and then I didn't have a chance to like turn it off when the music started. Yeah. So it kept going and I was like, this isn't bad. I'll let it keep going. Yeah, yeah. And I ended up watching the whole thing. All right. I'll have to check that out. Um, so they continue. Favorite drama movie. Ah, see, we didn't go by genre. We did not. That's true. So uh, Pink's favorite drama movie, The Vigilante, starring Olivia Wilde. Purely personal. It strongly mirrors my unorthodox life experience, so no other movie really had a chance. Notable mentions, True Grit, The Hateful Eight. True Grit was um, pretty good. I actually just rewatched that with Mm. uh, Matt Damon and, um, oh, God, The Dude. Yeah. I just threw up like on his name. The the Dude. The Dude works. Everyone knows who you're talking about. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, that was good. Yeah, I like True Grit. And I loved Hateful Eight. Hateful Eight's good as long. Um, Favorite comedy movie, Thor Ragnarok, starring Chris Hemsworth. A mix of genres, but the brilliant comedy always comes first in my mind. Notable mentions, The Grand Budapest Hotel and Deadpool. Hmm. I guess Thor Ragnarok is definitely a comedy. I'm not a fan of that movie. Yeah. Because I know a lot of... Everyone who doesn't like the movie doesn't like that it's a comedy. Yeah. But it's definitely a comedy. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I personally love that movie. Favorite horror movie. Here we go. <clears throat> the Witch, starring Anna Taylor-Joy. Absolutely mesmerizing and purely horrifying. Notable mentions, I am the pretty thing that lives in the house. I wanted to declare a tie. 
and the cabin in the woods. Oh, cabin in the woods is cabin so woods good. Is good. Very good. Ah, and I, I, I could, love that. See now, that's a movie that could definitely go horror comedy. Yeah, for sure. That didn't even make my list. Ah, I forgot about that movie, but I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, favorite action movie: Mad Max Fury Road, of course. A masterpiece of action, spectacle, and feminist praxis. Praxis, P R A X I S. Praxis. I love all four movies in this series for different reasons, and wish wish Gibson would have closed it out. Notable mentions: Dread, the antagonist was amazing, mm. and Logan. More aged actors, please. Dread was nuts. Dread I was loved Dread. nuts. Yeah. Logan was actually very good too. I just don't think I would put in an actor. Like, like, just, I mean, um, action. Yeah. There's action in it, mm-hmm. but it wouldn't be my favorite action movie. But it is a very good movie. Logan yeah. was really good. I'd lump it under a Western. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. You know what's a really slept on Western? Yeah. I actually just watched, um, I think it's called uh, Hell or High Water. Oh, yeah. yeah. With uh, Chris Pine. Is it good? Oh, that's so good. I don't think I've seen it. Oh, it's a good movie, man. I like a good Western. It's a very good movie. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a genre I spend a lot of time in, mm-hmm. but when a good one rolls around, I'm always happy for it. Uh, favorite science fiction movie, Blade Runner 2049. I would give just about anything to seek, sink deeper into the aesthetic and philosophy of this world, a perfect extension of the original Final Cut. Notable mentions, Tron Legacy, heartbroken over this box office fizzle as well, and Annihilation, which is an almost horror. Um, Annihilation, I read the novel, the first novel. It's a trilogy of novels. Mm-hmm. Um and the movie was better than the novel, I thought. The movie was good. Tron Legacy was cute. I was like, oh, this is a cute follow-up to an 80s movie that I never saw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was all right. Yeah. I would actually put on, and Brandon uh, just mentioned this a few minutes before we turned on the microphone, The Martian. Martian was very yeah, good. Yeah, that was a good one, too. That was a very good. That was a really good book, too. Um, oh, and I loved Blade Runner 2049. I actually liked it more than the original. Uh, I, I can't know that's sacrilege. make it through the original. I yeah. keep falling asleep. And I have yet to make it through the first hour of the huh? 2049. Blade Runner is not for me. Favorite Marvel movie, Captain America, The Winter Soldier. As close to story writing and cinematic perfection possible in a Marvel movie. The Empire Strikes Back of the franchise. You may love others more. None of them are as well-crafted as a pure technical filmmaking and story writing level. Notable mentions are... Avengers Infinity War and Avengers Endgame. I still sob when Wanda is forced to kill Vision in the first, and I still sob when she confronts Thanos in the second. Please, please, please let WandaVision be good. Why isn't Thor Ragnarok her honorable mention if that's her favorite comic? Because she's already included it. What are you going to a- do, double up? Yeah. No, she, she didn't. Apparently. <laughs> there are a lot of popular movies over the last 10 years I have never seen, so... Take all this for what it's worth. Mm. That's a great email. Great. And I agree. These are all good picks. I love all these picks. They are good. They are good. And she said Winter Soldier was her favorite Marvel movie mm-hmm. of the 2000s. That's probably my favorite. It's up there for me, too, this man. Is my Still. Ult- you know what? I want to say it's ultimately my favorite. And I recognize that it's probably one of the best Damn it! I still cheese like a like a little schoolboy on Civil War when yeah. Giant Man shows up. Yeah, what's well, that's yeah, <laughs> and, and, and that just keeps that's a lot us, of fun. That just trumps it. Um, we got an email from Christopher Goodnight. We did, we did. Um, called the best of list. Mm-hmm. I already tweeted my top five movies at JD and the Black Tribbles Twitter accounts, but I'm not sure if Lynn saw them. So my top five movies for the 2010s. Number one, Scott. Pilgrim, Whiplash, 127 Hours, Creed, and Goon. What's Goon? That was with the guy from uh, American Pie, I think. Goon? I've heard a lot of people rep for that movie. Is that the one that's about uh, ice hockey? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. I never saw Sean William Scott. Yes. I heard a lot of people rep for that. My top five comics. I'm going to cheat on this, and you can't stop me. There Stop are... reading it, Len. No. Ah. Is Try it though, you... you might. <laughs> there are three categories here. Top comics that ended in the 2010s but didn't start there. Mm. Peter David's X Factor started in 2005 but ended in 2013. John Lehman and Robert uh, Galori's Chew started in 2009 but ended in 2016. 
Top comics that began and ended in the 2010s. Colin Bunn and Brian Hurt's Sixth Gun began in 2010, ended in 2016. Jeff Lemire's and Dustin Nguyen's Descender, 2015 to 2018. Extremity and Murder Falcon by Daniel Warren Johnson, starting in 2017, ended in 2018 and 2018 to 2019, respectively. And I think you can stop. You don't have. It's fine. You don't have to say the dates of everyone. All right. You can just say the titles of the. And top five comics that started in the 2010s but are still ongoing: Jeff Lemire and Andrea Sorrentino's Gideon Falls, John Layman's and Afua Chan's Outer Darkness, James Tinian the Fourth and Werther Del Eads' Something Is Killing the Children, and Jeff Lemire and Dustin Wynn's Ascender. That uh, something is killing the children is pretty good, but uh, dude, that's very recent. Yeah, I mean, for I, sure, has it even been three issues yet? Yes. Okay, that's so it's it. just three yeah. issues, and uh, that uh, come on, dog. Um, I still have to do t- still have to do TV shows, but this will do you for now. Plus, I know you won't read it on next week's episode because Pink Apocalypse wrote you the Gettysburg Address or the Iliad and the Odyssey, apparently, and it's more important that you read that. Smiley face. Smirk. He's yeah. would definitely what is his tongue in his cheek. Chris St. Saucy, good night. I do have an amendment to my top comics list. And uh, shame on me. Shame, 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 Len, that I did not list um, Bingo Love. Ah. Oh. I love that move. I love that comic book. Yeah. I love that comic book. Uh, my amendment would be, and when he tweeted this at me, I was like, I can't believe I forgot Scott Pilgrim. Mm, Not my top. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I love JD. Scott Pilgrim. That's my jam. Yeah, JD. For the longest time. Little oh. recency bias there. I know. I'm sorry. It's showing. I'm sorry. It's I'll zip it up. Please. Uh, we have another email. No, we don't. Mm-hmm. What? This one's called Gutter Talk. Wow. Hey, guys. It's your boy, Charles in Chattanooga, a.k.a. the Green Lantern Tribble. I don't know if I've said it before, but no, Brandon. No one calls me Chuckanooga or any combo of my name and Chattanooga. Wait, that wasn't me. Who was it? I don't know, one of us. <laughs> but I remember because I was like, why would they call him Chuckanooga? Everyone lives in Chattanooga. That's uh, silly. Brandon. See. Are you happy now that they took Mando's helmet off during the last episode of The Mandalorian? Yeah. <laughs> and did anyone else get major geekwood when Moff Gideon cut himself out of that TIE fighter with the dark saber? Spoilers for the, the Mandalorian. Yeah. Whoops. Uh, I did. I had geekwood. I was I was real stoked. I was that like, was oh, neat. it's uh, like the dark saber with the rebels. I love it. No, no, no. <laughs> he continues. <clears throat> I was hyped to see Rise of Skywalker, and at the end, I wasn't overwhelmed or underwhelmed. Just whelmed. That I means overwhelmed. I, what? The word whelmed means overwhelmed. He's making a That's, reference to I know, but it's a fun fact. Oh, God damn it. It's fun for that you. That was not fun, Brandon. Yeah, it's cool that, that, to that me. That literally took all the fun out of the joke. Ugh. I had a lot of problems <laughs> with it, but I'll only mention a few at the end when the old lady asked her name. I wish she said, Ray, just Ray. Like, I'm not a Palpatine or a Skywalker. I'm my own person. The lack of Rose and the misuse of Finn was sad. Mark... Bernadin, co-host of Fat Man Beyond, said when Finn asked Jana, the girl who was an ex-stormtrooper, why they deserted, if she said, because we heard about you, FN2187, that would have been huge. Again, I didn't hate it, and I'll watch it again. I was just expecting better for the last of the Skywalker saga. Okay, I'm done. I'll go back to listening to your top five of the decade episodes. Gotta talk! Um... A lot of good points in here. Um, I liked that she gave herself the name Skywalker, but I think I would have liked it better if she was just Rey. Because the whole the whole movie, people keep telling her, don't be, like even Leia, don't be afraid of who you are, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so her choosing the name Skywalker is still choosing to be... Someone else. Someone else, right? Yeah, I didn't like it at all. Yeah, me neither. To me, um, it's another example of J.J. Abrams had an idea that he wanted and yeah, he, he just forced it. Because the whole no one thing in the... In Last yep. Jedi, already was there. Yeah, and he just yeah, was like, she was no, just Ray. Dope. Um, 
And uh, boop, boop, what was the other thing? Lack of rose. Oh, that would have been great if the girl was like, because we heard the tales of FN2187. I was expecting it. That would have been awesome. I was Especially, expecting it. And that would tie in directly to The Last Jedi, where yes. people were telling the tales of the, the new heroes and yes. stuff. And that would have been, that had given him a little bit more credence and weight in the universe. Mm-hmm. I would have liked it, maybe not if they directly knew him, yeah. but if they had just heard of a stormtrooper. Going dessert. rogue? Yeah. 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 That would have been great. These are excellent points. Yeah. So, and thank points you, Charles. That been, the, the points that have been made up, made out there in the sphere, and it's, and they're so simple. Mm-hmm. It's not like people are like re, you know, remaking the wheel. I also, I mean, I also understand that there's a lot that happened in a very short amount of time because of the director getting fired and the, you know, starting from scratch almost. So I wonder if like having a little bit more time. Well, yeah, we could have had a better film. Um, we have one more email. We do? We do, from Chris St. Saucy. Good night. Oh, is this the Star Wars canon? The, ex- the expanded universe. Okay, we, we're going to have to go back and forth on this one, because this is, it's, uh... It's lengthy. It's his own, um... I'm ready. It sounds All fun. Right. All right, I'll go first. Yes. The canon has always been sketchy. Before Timothy Zahn came along and wrote his trilogy, which took place five years after The Return of the Jedi, there were the Ewok movies, which I liked, and Splinter of the Mind's Eye by Alan Dean Foster... There were two separate Han Solo trilogies and a Lando trilogy. There was a series of children's books, which included a home base on Dagobah, Jabba's father seeking revenge on Leia, Palin... I think he's... Palpatine's? Yeah, I think he meant Palpatine's insane mutant son and a con artist pretending to be that son. Both were three eyes. One had all three in the front of his head and one had the third eye in the back. And most egregious, oh my God, I typed that word at the same time Len was saying it on the podcast, was an underground Jedi city complete with a Jedi prince for Luke to train. Then came Zahn and with him, new canon. He wrote three novels and introduced slash created Coruscant, where the New Republic has set up its new Galactic Senate. They are still at war with the Empire and are hearing rumors of a new guy who has brought all of the factions of the Empire together. Thrawn is a military genius and one of the few aliens the Emperor likes. And he has a plan to destroy the New Republic, which is having trouble keeping its members and leaders are infighting. After Zahn's initial trilogy, which again is set five years after Jedi, there came multiple novels and a few comics that were set in before and after this trilogy, exploring things like Leia and Han getting married, the capture of Coruscant, the rebirth of the Jedi, and the eventual downfall of the Empire two or three times. There are probably 35 books in that initial run, with maybe half of that worth reading. They include things like a droid army coming to enslave a species at the Emperor's request, a planet full of force-wielding Jedi women in both good and bad tribes, a couple of Jedi apprentices going evil, a new, even less finished Death Star, a Sun Crusher, and a couple of other super weapons. <laughs> Luke eventually gets married and they live happily ever after. Just kidding. He does get married, but she gets sick, and this new race of beings that are impervious to the Force and completely anti what we call technology wage war, conquer the galaxy, Han and Leia's youngest son dies on a suicide mission, their oldest figures out how to defeat the bad guys, and they all live live happily ever after. Is someone reading Legends right now? That was... Guess I don't need to now. Thanks. Uh, oh. <laughs> the oldest son of Han and Leia becomes an evil dick named Dark Darth Sidious. Nope. No. Oh, Cadus. 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 Named Darth Cadus led the rebuilt empire, killed Luke's wife, trained Luke's son as a Sith, and a bunch of other bullshit. bullshit. Uh, let me ask you. Let me stop. Pause it right here. Luke's wife is that Mara Jade? Yeah. I always liked that that character. She's very. She's. To me, she's cool. She's well too cool. She and Mary Sue, Brandon. I would, I might say that, yeah. Okay. Honestly, um, I stopped reading during the Second Galactic War. Came back briefly during the third one after trying to read all of the second one and failing. Some books were good. Most were fair to middling, and a few were god awful. The Black Fleet Crisis, written by Michael. P. Cube McDowell, which involved Luke going into exile and a woman coming to find him because she thought she knew about his mother, being the worst of the worst. I never finished that trilogy. I'm currently rereading all of these Zahn novels, both old and new canon, and can't help but see how good this new trilogy could have been if they had only followed it even a little bit. 
Chris Saint Saucy. Good night. I'm also doing that. I'm reading, rereading. I'm going to try and read all of Legends because last time I just read the Zon stuff. Mm-hmm. So now I'm re. I'm going to do all of the post episode six stuff, um, starting with rereading the Zon stuff. So I'm re. I'm almost done the third book in the original trilogy for the second time. Goodness gracious. Mm-hmm. And I have 46 books, so his 35, he might have dropped some oh, that I'm planning snap. on reading. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, there were a couple of things that were um, interesting to me, that, but not interesting enough to pick up any of the things. Like I heard about um, Luke eventually succumbing to the dark side after going uh, um, in... Um, going undercover mm-hmm. um so i thought that was neat and then i know that the palpatine had a bunch of clones and then the marriage jade stuff i was kind of curious about but never enough to actually do any digging and actually read any of it i was just yeah. like oh that's neat and i'd move on with my day so yeah i mean I'm, it's cool that it's out there and the people that enjoyed it that's great but mm-hmm. me myself i was just invested in the movies so. same yes i think you'd like it jd all that legend stuff Nah, not all of it, yeah, yeah. but you would definitely at least like the Thrawn trilogy. But then that that f's up my like my head canon of what's happened in the movies. I'm just gonna stick with that. Yeah, you could. I think yeah. I, to me, I think it's it's easier to just choose a lane. This had a place. It's the same way as in the years in between the Star Trek movies, there were a plethora of books that came out. You didn't have anything else. Yeah. So you were getting the further adventures. There were, you didn't know if you were going to get more Star Wars. So it made sense for all of this to be out there, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of like, you know, feed in the fire, you know? Um, But now the movies are definitely a thing. You know, there's more coming. Um, And this is where this property was given birth to. So now I think it's like you know you, and also I'm on lane. I'm on the hype train of these new characters. Like I just really like these new characters. So if I'm going to be reading any extraneous stuff besides Lost Stars, it's probably going to be about this new, the trilogy. new characters. I mean, yeah. to me, it's like reading DC Comics pre fifty two and post fifty two. Like mm-hmm. the pre fifty two stuff doesn't matter anymore, but it's still a good it's still a good story. So. Sure, yeah, I get that. It's just you know it doesn't appeal to me for whatever yeah. reason. Um, so thank you so much to everyone who wrote in. Uh, yes. Anybody else wants to do it, you can email us at blacktribbles at gmail.com. Or cultpopgo at gmail.com. Brandon. Si, senor. Do you think that we should, as opposed to always having cultpopgo and Black Tribbles emails, should Gutter Talk have his own email address? Yes. It should? Yes. Like guttertalk at gmail.com or something? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I have cool. to have another email address that I have to sign in. You can, you can get it to root to the one. Yeah. Psh. <laughs> That's my response. Psh. We'll see so, about making that happen. All right. Okay. Uh, what do we want to talk about today, fellows? Well, a couple of trailers dropped recently because um, we did our whole big Star Wars thing last week. So a couple of tra- trailers have dropped over the last couple of weeks. One of them is a new Sony picture. Sony Pictures slash Marvel movie that's going to be coming out, Morbius. Ah. And I think it's just called Morbius. It's, it's just called, called Morbius. Morbius the Living Vampire. Yeah. Um, and it tells the story of Michael Morak. Is that his Michael name? Michael Morbius? Is it Morbius? I thought, is Morbius the last name? Yeah. Okay. I, I never knew. I thought his last name was... I yeah, because it's not like Morbius is a thing, right? I think it's just his, his last name. I tried Morbius. to look it up. I looked up Morbius' real name, and I got Jared Leto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Michael Morbius, the living vampire, a.k.a. Dr. Michael Morbius. Oh. All right, so my overall quick takeaway from this trailer is... This, this is a trailer for this movie that's coming out. It's about yeah. it's about a doctor who gets infected with... He infects himself. Infects himself with like he's a scientist, the vampire thing. Who is he's a Spider-Man villain who does what all Spider-Man villains do is they fuck up their science and they become evil. Yes. Yeah. Um, the one thing I like about this character is that he's not he's never really been evil. Morbius has never been a bad guy, but he does need to drink blood. So there's your problem. Um, as a trailer, I thought it was fine. As a movie starring what's his nuts Leto, Jared Leto, it looks fine. Your uh, Joker. <laughs> you get out of here with that nonsense, son. Um, my Joker. Um, <laughs> you fuck me up. Um, yeah, but other than that, 
I don't know who this movie is for. Like, at least Venom. Venom has a cult following. Like, Venom as a character, as a villain. Mm-hmm. There are people who love Venom. Right. They have yeah. ride or die Venom fans. Yeah. Nobody's Nobody out there, like, repping for Morbius. I don't know. No. And even if you were trying to jump on, because there was le- legitimately a vampire craze, it's decidedly at least 10 years ago. Yeah, but to me, I mean, there weren't like many Guardians of the Galaxy fans. And then we got them. That's what I think this movie's going to be. Like, it's going to be like just like Guardians of the Galaxy was a Marvel movie in space. And it got space fans and Marvel fans. I think this is trying to get vampire fans and Marvel fans. See, but the difference with that is that Guardians came after a few Marvel movies were already out there, right? Mm-hmm. And, and actually, like, a few Marvel movies and sequels to movies were out Well, but out this, there. Is, this is a Marvel movie, when? But I'm just saying, this is Sony trying to follow in the same vein as Marvel to build up... It is, because they're trying to... No, but I'm saying... I was making a joke because of Vulture's in it. So it's a Marvel movie. Oh. Well, my thing is, like... They're trying... It, it, it looks like it's trying to fit the same mood a little bit of Venom. Yeah. So that they have kind of like that whole shared universe thing. And there definitely are some Easter eggs in the trailer that kind of show that it's not only in Venom's universe, but maybe even in the Spider-Man Far From Home universe as well. Um, but to me, to pick this character, Morbius, to run with, like, I think he's a bit yeah. of a stretch. Like, into the Spider-Man, like, world, Venom is a Venom is a no-brainer for a movie. Morbius is not what I'm following up with. Although, on the other hand... It it's also like you said it's no one it, no one really cares they can do whatever they want. That's true. That's true. They're playing with house, which money I think right is probably now. why they did Guardians of the Galaxy too. Well, yeah, but Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy. My point about that I is know, that yeah. by the time they got to it, they could always sell that as Avengers in space, right? Which is pretty much how they sold it. Just yeah. maybe a little quirkier. I'm gonna go see the movie. I'm intrigued enough that I'll check it out. Plus, I'm contractually obligated to see all of these films. Uh, it's in my DNA, um, and I wasn't expecting much out of Venom, but I thought that was kind of fun. It wasn't good, yeah, but it was, it was like good, but fun. It was dumb fun. Yeah, so I'm expecting this to be dumb fun. As a Spider-Man guy, though, if you were going to go into that Spider-Man world, yeah, to pull for a, the next movie, the next not Spider-Man movie. Where are you going? I know they've tried to do, they tried to do, um, the one they couldn't get off the ground was Black Cat. And wasn't she going to be with? Silver Sable. Silver Sable. That could have been cool. Black Cat. Yeah. Why not? I don't know if we need Silver Sable. Um, But Black Cat would be great. I think she could be her own thing. This cat burglar. I think that'd be cool. And she's, you know, she's another one of those characters that science happens and then she's got actual powers. I don't know if many people know that Black Cat has Black Cat powers, right. which when anyone is coming at her, they, bad luck befalls them. Mm-hmm. The domino effect. It's yeah. kind of like the reverse of the domino effect, right? Because the domino's thing is... For her, everything right. good goes. Yeah, yeah so... in her favor. So I would watch the hell out of a Black Cat movie. That'd is that dope. where you would go next? Yeah, that'd so be that great. Would, okay. I would do Scorpion. Because that way you could bring back JJ, what's or what's his name? Um, the guy, Bokeem. No, he didn't play. No. You say Bokeem Woodbine? Um, no, I mean the guy who played JJ, J. Um, J. Jones Jameson. Yeah. Oh, uh, J.K. Simmons. Yeah. yeah, and then that way you could that way you could definitively include con- that character. Yeah, connect the two universes. Yeah. Well, see, if I was going to go there, if I was going to, if I was expressly bringing back J.K. Simmons, like. Like actually in the movie because I think his voice is still there mm-hmm. and he's uh, in Far, Far From, from home. home. It's actual him. Oh, that's, that's right. Him. That's right. Yeah. So if I was gonna go there, I would go um, um, Werewolf from no Manwolf. Manwolf. Oh, Manwolf, yeah. which is his son who right. has been name checked in that world already and name checked as an astronaut. Mm-hmm. So John I, Jameson. Yeah. Right. So I would go. I would go there. That's that's the movie I would do. Mm-hmm. I would bring back the actor and from Spider-Man Three, no, maybe two. Who played his son, and I would, then I'd just be like, "Guess what? We're continuing the Raimi universe. Yeah. That's what it is. Can't stop us." Um, there was another trailer that dropped. Now this was a little bit uh, before that, which is the 
Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey, or no, Birds of Prey and the Emancipation of, of One Harley Quinn. The Fantabulous. God damn it. The Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn, I think. Oof. Yeah, Good, that goodness. sounds about right. Oof level 10. Um, I think this movie, listen, I know it's probably not going to be great from experience, <laughs> but there's a little bit in me that goes, these trailers are super fun, and I love watching them, and every time I'm like, that one, that one, I'm going to see that movie, that looked pretty good. Now, they fooled me with Suicide Squad because, again, I saw that trailer and I was like, huh, that yeah, looks like in on the trailer. that's going to be fun. And uh, I was so wrong. But this one maybe will be the one. It does because I didn't buy the, super, the Suicide Squad trailer. Just something just didn't look right in the DNA yeah. of that film. And look, oh, lo and behold. Mm. Oh. Lo and behold, <coughs> you are correct. I don't know what just happened there. Yeah, yeah it wasn't great. But this movie... Looks real fun. Yeah. I'm a fan of Margot Robbie. Uh-huh. Like her. I like uh, Journey Smollett, who's playing Black Canary. Mm-hmm. It's not my Black Canary. Nah. But I like Journey Smollett, so I'll, I'll buy in with her. I like Ewan McGregor, mm-hmm. and he's playing Black Mask. Mm-hmm. Yep. I like uh, mm-hmm. Mary, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Winstead as the Huntress. Yeah, I, I like Rosie Perez. Yes. Uh, yeah, um... And she's playing. Is she, who is she playing? From she, um, Renee Montoya, right? Renee Montoya, yeah, yeah from Gotham Central. Right. So I, I, I'm, I'm all in. It looks like it's going to be dumb, quirky, fun, mm-hmm. and I am also all in that. It looks like for the most part, in 2020 in the world of comic book movies, it's going to be about the ladies. Yeah. Because you've got Harley Quinn, you've got Wonder Woman 84, which also looks like a whole bunch of fun. Mm-hmm. And Black Widow, which, to be honest, to my eyes, looks like basically any other Marvel movie. Oh, yes. But I'm glad that she's getting her movie. Yeah. So it looks like that's that's going to be their year, and I'm, I'm hot for that. The one thing I'm bummed, I mean, it's a tiny little thing. But the fact that they cast Rosie Perez as um, Renee, Montoya. Renee Montoya, who eventually becomes the question after mm. um, the question dies, Vic Sage dies of lung cancer. I would love a female question, but I just I don't think that they've cast her with the thought of moving she forward with a question. question. I don't yeah. think they've cast any of them, honestly, mm. with their comic accurate roots, if I'm being honest. Like, mm. I think this movie's going to be fun, but I don't think it's going to be comic accurate. No, no, I don't think it is, but I think that's a missed opportunity. I agree. If if you wrote a really cool question movie and had Renee Montoya in it it, from a different actress, um, I can't really... She doesn't have much to do in the trailer, so I can't... I don't think I really hear her voice. Yeah, don't know what she's going to be doing in a movie. When I hear... um, When I think of Rosie Perez in um, any movie, I always think of White Man Can't Jump and that her voice in it Mm -hmm. is such a specifically high... Mm -hmm kind of annoying thing that I'll be curious to see if she's, if that's still what she does. Her voice has definitely aged a little bit over mm-hmm. the years um, as as well as her acting chops. I, yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of Rosie Perez. Oh, I think she's got it. I just she she amplifies that voice on purpose I think sometimes and I don't know if it's what we're going to be doing here. Yeah, I don't I don't see that I don't see that's going to be her role. Yeah. To, to me, her role is going to be like maybe grounding the movie a little mm-hmm. bit more and then kind of like drawn into the insanity yeah. of it. Um, that being said, especially the way they're positioning DC movies that can more or less be living in their own worlds as opposed to necessarily having to have it like a shared space. Rosie Perez is the question might work. Yeah, you think? You know, the mask, mm-hmm. the mask, the question for people don't, don't know that character is uh, the question is a faceless character, mm-hmm. so that mask could definitely have some voice distortion. Yeah. Properties oh, true, to it. true. Yeah. To me, um, though, I feel like all of them are at least sort of like they. You can see how they could have been their comic characters, mm-hmm. except Cassandra Kane. That's the only one that really gets me. Well, yeah. That girl I, does not seem like a she was an assassin at one point. I forgot that she was even in this movie until I saw the trailer last night. We went to see 20, or 1917, and um, it was the first time I saw this trailer, and I was like, oh, Cassandra Cain's in it, because her name flashed up real yeah, quick. Yeah. And that's all I got of her, so yeah. I don't even know who's playing her. Yeah. Or what the, what the version of the character is. Is she going to be mute like Cassandra is? No, or? she talks in the trailer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think they definitely have like taken the name and kind of the, like workshopped it into whatever. Could have just made it Stephanie Brown. What's the difference? Like, why? I don't know. Well, who knows? And to be fair, who knows? She may be mu- mute. At the beginning? 
but mute by the end of the movie. Oh, I see. That wouldn't really, it doesn't matter. That wouldn't really necessarily work with Cassandra because yeah. she was mute from birth. No, yeah. I understand. But I'm, in yeah. them trying to get there, this right. could yeah. be the origin story of yeah. that. I mean, because like you said, you, it's not, these are not comic accurate. Right. Also, uh, Ella J. Basco is playing her. Mm, okay. Sure. Yeah, I still don't know who that is. But I'm I'm stoked to see it. Yeah. You know what? Since you got it up, I'm, who directs it? I want to give the director some love because, like you said, it looks fun. One set. And you can't go always go by the trailer as far as the direction mm. as Suicide it has Kathy Yan. Nice. See? A woman director. Who was it? Kathy Yan. Oh, okay. I remember we talked about it because she hasn't really done much notable right. up to this point. And this is like her first real big, big shot. So I'm, I'm, I'm stoked for it. Yeah, most definitely. Was there another trailer? Guns Akimbo. Guns Akimbo. Guns Akimbo. Starring his name is Harry Potter. Daniel, Daniel Radcliffe. Radcliffe. Harry Potter. Daniel Radcliffe, and Samara Weaving. Ooh, from Ready or Not. And the babysitter. Mm-hmm. She's great. She is very good. Yeah, she. I love her. She's not afraid to just go all in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this movie, you have to go all in. Oh, yeah. She looks fucked up. Now, from what I understand, this is based on a comic book. I had no idea. Yes. I saw the but trailer like a year ago because mm-hmm. uh, I think it's been pushed back. Oh, okay. And okay. Uh, I still, I, all this all this time, had no idea until Brandon mentioned it today that it's based on a comic. I thought it was based on a comic. Oh. Now I'm looking it up and it's not saying it's based oh, on a comic. Oh, Brandon. Oh, Brandon was Fibbin? wrong. Whoops. Oh, fibber pants over here. Mm-hmm. Get a new haircut. See how it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like a, a ton of fun. It's about a guy who, for one reason or the other, the movie will explain it to you, gets guns bolted to his hands. Yeah. And then he is forced to do something with them. Mm-hmm. That's all you need to know going into this movie. Yeah, I think if you're like, oh, the movie where the, the guy has guns bolted to his hands. All right, you know, just from that sentence, you know if you're going to go see that movie or not. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, this isn't Marriage Story. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it looks, it, looks, it looks like a whole lot of fun. Yeah. And I want to give some mad props to Daniel Radcliffe, who, you know, starred in, I mean, he, he grew up in front of our eyes mm-hmm. in the Harry Potter movies and never ran away from, yes, I was Harry Potter, but that has not stopped me from going out and trying a whole bunch of stuff. Now, to be fair, Harry Potter probably set him up financially so that he can yeah. afford to go out and try mm-hmm. a whole bunch of stuff. But God bless him, he is. Not only in movies, but in television. He's, mm-hmm. he's on television, on stage. He's been on more than a few um, Broadway plays. Um, and from everything that I've seen him in, and from the words that I've heard coming back from things that I haven't seen him in, he's not bad. He's great. He's been great in a couple of things. I really liked um, Swiss Army Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. another one of those where you're like, Who? you read that script and we're like, yeah, all right, cool. Um yeah, it's a weird-ass movie, and it's a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. It's got some heart to it, too. Um, but then there's things like The Woman in Black, which is like one of those paint-by-the-numbers ghost stories. Yeah. You know? um, but he's trying. But it's not that he's bad in it. It's yeah. just, you know. So, yeah, I'm always impressed by his career trajectory and what mm-hmm. he's choosing to do. And, like, he just does some, like, really interesting things. Um, you know who else from Harry Potter just shows up? Who's the one that played his best friend? Rupert Grint. Rupert. Rupert Grint. Rupert Grint. Ron Weasley. Yes. He is in... um, Sick Note? No. There's a short series, it's like about three episodes, on Amazon with... um, Not John Lithgow. What's his name? uh, John Malkovich. Oh. John Malkovich is playing Hercule Poirot. Whoa. Yeah. Um, I see Brandon... Servant is what it's called. No, not Servant. That's on Apple. Well, what did you say? It's on it's on um, Amazon? Amazon. It's on Amazon Prime. Uh, one sec. So it's it's uh, based off a mystery novel. A- Agatha Christie. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's her, cool. He, um, John Malkovich playing Hercule Poirot. Oh, the ABC Murder. The ABC Murders. Oh. and it's it's cool. It's not it's not like great. Yeah. But it's interesting because one John Malkovich, Hercule Poirot is is kind of cool because this is Hercule Poirot coming out of retirement uh-huh. to solve this mystery. He's being goaded on by this guy from uh, his past, and it it the series reveals kind of like the origin of Hercule Poirot, which huh. until this point I never knew if anybody ever ever knew it. But Rupert Grint plays 
like um, his more or less his cop liaison mm-hmm. in this detective liaison. Interesting. And I almost didn't recognize him because he's so much older now. Yeah. But he's pretty good in it. Oh, that's you cool. Know? So I, I was happy to, to see him. I'd watch a Puro that. movie, yeah. Yeah, it's cool. I think you would like it. Yeah. I think you would like it. It's kind of dope. Uh, what else? Oh, you know what? We didn't get a chance to talk about, you know, um, we're just talking about the, the finale of Crisis, Crisis on, on Infinite, on Infinite Earths. Yeah, on the CW. Now, we talked about it on the Spoiler Alert podcast, which is a weekly comic book review show that we do on the Cult Pop Network. Yes. Uh, we talked about that there. But I am more than happy. Listen, Len, my favorite thing about these two episodes was that I hadn't seen them yet. And me and you forgot that we were going to be recording later in the day. Right. So it was like 5 o'clock and you showed up at like 12. Yep. <laughs> and so we said, oh, we're going to sit down and we're going to watch these together. And I had a blast just sitting and watching and every so often pausing and laughing and like pointing out some of the silly stuff that's going on in the show. There's a bit of um, silliness in there. But man, my enjoyment of these DC shows mm-hmm. are amplified tenfold when I get to watch it with you or like a group or something. Yeah. it's These are shows that you definitely, I think, gain more from in a group. Yeah, they're sitting together. That's when the appreciation of what's happening, mm-hmm. is, especially is, if it's somebody who knows their stuff, right? So like me and you, we, you know, yeah, we know what's being referenced. The, the sor- source material and yeah, yeah. So I had a blasty blast watching these, and um, I enjoyed them more than the previous three episodes because mm. there was three episodes and then there was a break and then there were the two episodes. Right? Yes, yes, yes. Um, so yeah, I enjoyed them. I still don't understand why Arrow had to become the Spectre, but... I thought it was real cool that the Arrow became the Spectre. It's cool. I wish they had. St- I wish he had stuck around and not done another death. Well, was We didn't more... need a secondary... No, this one sticks for real, guys, I promise. But Remember when I died sin- two episodes ago? It was a more significant death now, ah, because this was actually saving the universe. Psh, it was. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, you know, and... and Say what I will about the show Arrow, the guy deserved to go out. He's great. He deserved to I go like out. I like him. You know, pretty cool. So then, so I did. While I didn't understand him becoming, I didn't see why he had to become the Spectre. Mm-hmm. Okay, they made him the Spectre, and it was pretty. It was. But like the dope. Spectre is already like he's already dead. Green Arrow is dead, and then he becomes the Spectre. And then he dies again. But the Spectre doesn't die, right? He's... No, the Spectre. The Spectre force. Yeah, lives on. And now, to be fair, we don't know definitively that he died. Oh, if he comes back Wait, again, hasn't the Spectre died before? Like, didn't Jim Corrigan die at one point, and then Hal became the Spectre? Well, yeah. yes, but it wasn't because Jim Corrigan died. It was because I and I can't remember exactly story ramifications, but it was that whatever atonement Jim the Jim Corrigan was doing as the Spectre. He had atoned enough. Yeah. So now he no longer had to bear that burden. Yeah. And thus, Hal. And Hal had a lot. At at the (laughs) point in the comics, Hal Jordan had a lot to atone for. Yeah, yeah. He's like, yo, try this on. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I would even buy it if if even just the Spectre, like maybe Jim Corrigan wasn't done his atonement, Mm -hmm. but like the Spectre was just like, "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, I can. (laughs) Ooh, ooh, Hal's out there? I gotta go get that justice. Yeah, (laughs) I got enough of you, buddy. That dude murdered the entire core? Yeah, I'm gonna go get some of that. Mm. Mm, mm. That vengeance. Tasty. (laughs) That was real tasty. Now, I will say this. Um, What I didn't like about Hal Jordan becoming the Spectre, it's like, okay, then why why do you still need the mask, dog? Yeah. You got a hood and the mask. You're dead. Mm Mm-hmm. You it's just design that. aesthetics. So, so the people know it's that. It's so good on Green Arrow that yeah. he didn't need a mask. Mm-hmm. He was just the Spectre. His it's hair like, was so nicely quaffed, too, as the Spectre. As a dead guy, he looked real good. Well, that's when you get the good juice yeah. and berries up in there, right? <laughs> <laughs> you get them good berries. You can make them look however you want. You get member berries yeah. all up in your hair. Um, and it had probably one of the better, you know, this. most people, you take your brain off with the story. Yeah. So you're tuning in for like kind of like the the special moments, and had one of the most special moments that, for the most part, did not get spoiled. Uh, okay. <laughs> it, they didn't get leaked. It uh, didn't get leaked. Okay, that's true. It didn't get get leaked, and that was the Flash TV Flash meeting movie Flash. That was Ezra rad. Miller. 
And it, it put into st- much in the same way that looking at Brendan Routh and CW Superman stand side by side, you go, mm-hmm. oh, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Sorry, little Superman. Um, I, I didn't realize just how stupid the Barry Allen of the Snyderverse was. Yeah. Like, I always thought he was just kind of like, like he's got ADD, right? And that was just part of his he's, superpower, he's, right? Ezra Miller has said the character's on the spectrum. Okay. Uh, he came across real, real dumb. Um, like he didn't even have a name. I didn't even realize that he had it named himself. It was like, oh, the Flash. That's a good idea. Like, what? Real? I really? What were you calling yourself? Well, he he hadn't really done much. He put on a suit. Yeah, yeah, he really just put on the suit for yeah. the one movie. Oh, and that suit. Even though the commentary it. on both of suits was yeah, because he was like, oh, it's just, like looks so Barry TV Barry's yeah. touching it, and he's like, oh, so hard and. Looks safer. safer. <laughs> safe. <laughs> oh, like, you know, I you didn't got catch a point. that. Yeah, and I the other one's laughing. like, yours looks more comfortable. Yeah, yeah. 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 That's awesome. Um, yeah, so what did, what did you think overall of the Crisis on Infinite Earths eh. saga? Eh. Oh. I mean, it, overall, overall, it's not my favorite of those crossovers. Yeah. But... Um, it, it'll, it'll do. I guess I could nitpick this stuff to death. Mm-hmm. But... To me, all right. I hate the standing, slow move, walk, and then run to fight the army of special effects. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, in this one, there was a lot of it. Yeah. And I hated a lot of it. It, it just so, came off very badly done. We um, were watching it, you and I, and <laughs> you had already seen it. Mm-hmm. And you let me know. Oh, just watch, watch. So it's one of those slow motion walks to a run. So they start punching ghosts, and uh, you're like, watch John Martian, Jones. Yeah, John Jones, Marshall Mitchell. Just, just, just watch the actor. Just watch what he's doing. And so everyone's running, and then it becomes this sort of like wide-angle shot of yeah. everybody, and they're running, and they're running from right to left, and then Martian Manhunter's in the background, or you know, behind. He's behind everybody, even though the dude can fly. And um, <laughs> the actor does this thing where he just punches nothing. <laughs> He lo- he cocks up, right? He just, ooh, he's getting ready to swing, and he swings, and he hits nothing. Uh, whoever put in the CG forgot to put a ghost where, <laughs> where he was. <laughs> oh, he lost it. Oh, yeah. shit. It was yeah, so Martian funny. Manhunter was, re- like, he was really annoying in this, yeah. John. Because, like you said, he can fly. Yeah, he's one of the most powerful characters of the DC. Yes, and the proof positive is that this universe... Martian Manhunter can fly, ladies and gentlemen, is because he does fly yeah. in Crisis Infinite Earths. Yeah. But he doesn't join Super Supergirl and Superman in the air yeah. in flying into the battle. Fight, yeah. Into battle. Plus, the, the other thing that bothers me, and it, mind you, it's a bit of a nitpick, but it's a nitpick based on the rules that this universe has set up. So mm-hmm. it's not me. Supergirl is shown as they are fighting all these these ghosts, these these uh, monitor wraiths, as it were. She's blasting them with her vision. I don't know if it's heat vision. I don't know if it's telescopic vision. I don't know if it's special monitor vision sure. for the CW has cooked up. But she's blasting them with her vision. And she's smoking them, which she should because she's Supergirl. Mm-hmm. Yet... You are also seeing White Canary, or whatever she calls herself, and Batwoman, and the Doctor, who should be the Atom, but is just a human. He's just a dude. Punching the race. (laughs) And they're just as effective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So why come Supergirl... Can't just get rid of them all in one big blast. Her and the Flash just really super speedy. yeah. Punch them all. Pep, 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 pep. And we can be done. Yep. And yep. we can go help the Spectre mm-hmm. with the real monitor. Yeah. But I mean, those, I wonder, I feel like those fall into the same problems I have with The Flash, even though I love The Flash TV show. Um, there is a trope that I've noticed, um, and I don't, I've only watched like the first three seasons at this point. I got to catch up. But like, the beginning of the episode is, oh my God, there's a rogue. And then before, before the middle of the show, he, in, he interacts with that rogue. And then the rogue punches him and he falls down or something happens and he falls down. And then he gets up. The guy with super speed mm. gets up and the person who doesn't have super speed is gone. Yes. They don't have teleportation abilities. They just fucking walked away. 
And you could you could you got super speed. You could find him in three seconds. But like, oh no, we gotta wait till we track him down again. He's less than a block away, dog. Just go get him. Yes. So, but that's that's the trope of like, we have a TV show. It's an hour. We need something to do. We, and we, we also need to make sure that like our main character has something to defeat, right? So he needs to find. He needs to be beat at first. I get all these things. Oh yeah. But like. As a watch, as a viewer, I'm just like, just he's he's right. I could, if you turn your head to the left, he's probably right there. You could probably still see him. What I never understood, speaking to that as well, is the Flash at Star Labs is chasing this rogue who he knows has done a crime. Mm -hmm. So the person is guilty. Yeah. If I'm running to this guy at super speed to get there. Why am I even stopping to have a conversation? Mm -hmm. You're guilty. I'm running to punch, punch you. you. Yeah, we can talk when you're in a cell. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but that's the that, again. That is the fun and the whimsy of these TV shows. There's, yes. There's a bit of um, you need to suspension of the disbelief. Belief. Thank yes. you. Yeah, suspension yes. of disbelief. Um, now I don't want to. I don't want to. It seems like we're pooping on the shows. Not really. I enjoyed the the. The crisis overall, overall. yes. Overall, I think it, it was. Stupid it, it could have been like maybe two or three episodes, not five. It could have been. There three. was some stuff in the middle there where we're just like, all right. Yeah. And also, I just lost the thread of what they were doing. Yes, it was just one MacGuffin after the other. Like mm -hmm. we got to get this MacGuffin, and then we're going to get this other MacGuffin. Um, but I, I think all of the people involved were having a lot of fun. I like the new Lex Luthor. This is my first experience with. Um, oh, uh, John Cryer. John Cryer is Lex. Uh, he's having a lot of fun. He's having fun. Yeah. yeah, and I all I just. Um, the Flash, Grant Gustin, Grant Gustin, and Supergirl, uh, Melissa Benoist. I, I just love watching them on screen. They <laughs> have great. they the two of them just have whatever it is that you need. Grant Gustin is always better in the crossovers than on the Flash. Yeah, well, I mean, on the Flash, he generally is dealing with a lot of like um, malaise and like, can I do this? And I don't know. Which is stupid. Yes, because he's the Flash. I like I like when he's in the crossovers and it's just like, oh yeah, this is fun. I'm gonna do this. He's also smart. Like remember this in this one where he runs and he fixes the thing. Mm -hmm. He's a CSI. Yeah. He's supposed to be smart. He went to Supergirl's episode for one episode and built him a prison. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow. But he can't be smart on the show because then what is Cisco doing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, now where the show led up to, well, I was surprised by. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, no. You just you said what is Cisco doing? Uh, spoilers for Arrow. Uh, the next episode of Arrow turns out you know how Martian Manhunter touches people and gives them their memories yeah turns out Cisco made a little ring that can do that ah uh, how who knows he made a ring that Cisco can give people science. their pre-universe memories that's nonsense um oh so yeah I, I just thought it was going to be one of those crossovers where there's no repercussions everyone goes back to their earths and all that other stuff and I was like oh shit they actually boiled down the earths somewhat because uh, mm. there's still a multiverse Right, but the multiverse is away from the CW universe. Yeah. The CW universe is now its own in its Earth. own so one Earth. Yeah, which is real cool. I like that. Yeah, um, makes sense. And I like the table at the end where they almost have like a little ju Justice oh, yeah, League. Oh, this Justice League moment, Justice League slash Super Friends moment was kind of cool. Gleek. Yeah. Gleek yeah. was cute. Yeah, yeah. Or the idea of Gleek. The idea of Gleek. Yeah, I, now, don't, I don't ever need to see Gleek. We will. Oh, we're gonna. Please don't say Remember it. season one where they showed Grodd? A page, yeah, with Grodd for okay, a second? Well, yeah, but you knew you had to see Grodd because Grodd is one of Flash's number one enemies. No, yeah. we're, we're nah. gonna see Gleek. They're not gonna do that. No. You even hear him. No. We're gonna we see him. Gleek. We don't no. need Gleek. We're going to. But we want him. Please don't. Please, please don't do that. Do it. Don't. It's, do it. It'll be such a failure. Please do, do not it. show Gleek. Um, just let it be a, just a, a little dumb little joke. Now, there was one thing where they, I guess, in a couple of these crossover events, which, yes, lit Legends of Tomorrow, we get it, it's a crossover. That joke's done. Knock it off. I loved it. But the, the all, every, it, never mind. Real quick, but, uh, but about the Legends of Tomorrow, they kept showing um, Steel yeah. from Legends of Tomorrow, but he was always with this other woman. Who's that woman? I don't know her. It, I, I was she blonde? No, she kind of like darker hair. Oh, was it in the pe present or was it a like present? It was present with steel on. Uh, it might have been Mona. She's like a yeah. I think she said Mona. Oh, Mona. Who Who's is she? Mona. Mona's a mess, is what Mona is. In Legends of Tomorrow, they there was this girl. So the Time Bureau is this. They like do time travel stuff. Right. Mona was like a delivery girl there once, and she happened to see them. They had um, magical creatures locked up. 
and she happened to see it and they hired her to like take care of the magical creatures and then she fell in love with one and she this man was a wolf man by the way and not a wolf man in like he's he's manly like this guy growls and stuff so she was practically like in love with a dog so it was weird so anyway, she got like scratched she became like a wolf girl and she joined the team the fuck so this person last season of legends was not good so this person actually could be because she doesn't become a wolf in the in a crossover yeah she could have but she could have okay. yeah because she was basically seeing like she was like kind of like giving them information and stuff like that yeah. okay i just mm. didn't know who she was so the other thing that i thought was funny was there's this warehouse that they all meet in mm-hmm. every time they have a crossover and then they finally showed us the outside of this where they're like oh yes it's this building that no one knows exists and they'll never find us and all this stuff and then they pan out and it's the hall of justice well well it's built like in invasion it was introduced in invasion and it's um it's an old star labs facility yeah Uh it's not like a secret no he did say flash said well he said no one knows like no one knows it exists yeah yeah even though says. there's like landscaping, landscaping out front, and it's a, a huge, huge building. very yeah. specific-looking building. Yes, I yeah. saw it on Google Maps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think but, it just means like no one will be able to trace this to any one person. Ah, sure. But uh, that was another nice little touch. There's a nice little, cute. nice little nod. Yeah. Um, nice did nod. you guys have a favorite uh, character interaction? As far as like, there was a lot of characters from different movies, and I liked when Black Lightning who doesn't know Ollie, was like, I don't know. I didn't know him, but he seemed cool. Yeah. <laughs> Why was, was he cool. there? Everyone well, was, was doing there because his thing. He's one of the, yeah. And they, yeah. Made, they made him a tape, the chair. I guess. But it just you, felt like, well, he's here, so let's, we got to do something with him. But I I did like that because he, he was like, you know, like, I don't know this, bro, but he sounded like he was pretty dope. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But um, Thanks for inviting me. Where's the nachos? Brock Lightning, I think, was the, in my opinion, was really great in this crossover. Yeah, like, overall. I think he, since he wasn't in a lot, the bits he was in were really great. Yeah, I'm or catching he was up great on season one. It's uh, really Lightning. good. I'm yeah. really enjoying it. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of any character. It's, I mean, I guess anything with Black Lightning was cool. Oh, I also liked uh, Wild Dog in this, because in his show he's usually a little. He's way more like he's more of like a straight man. Mm-hmm. But in Legend, since it's Legend Legends writers. He was hilarious in this. I don't like, remember. I remember seeing the mask and being like, "Oh, there's Wild Dog." But, well, I, but I know him. His, his best bit is when after the whole deal, and he's giving it, pouring everybody something to drink, and uh, somebody else comes into their headquarters, and what's the, what's the line he says? I don't remember. He says, um, "He's like, what did we just like broadcast like?" The entrance to our secret headquarters because now oh, all, right. all these new people are just started showing up, just walking in the joint. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like, well, dude, yeah. and when he was like, show. when he was like, what is? He was like, is this what all the crossovers are like? That was really funny. Um, that was Black Panther. I mean, Black Lightning said that. No, He's, well, he, he wouldn't know about it, the crossovers. No, no, okay, but he does have a funny bit at the end about yeah. where he says, "What? It's not like like the is world's like always going to end." Yeah, and they are all like, what? and I liked when John was like, "I'm not letting my kid watch Bebo anymore." That, that was, was cute. Funny. So who said they made a reference to the brave and the bald? That was a Luthor. Yeah. That was funny. He said that to uh, the monitor. Yeah, yeah he's like, we'll be good. the brave and yeah. yeah. We'll be the brave I love Luthor in this, too. Yeah, he's great. It was kind of it was kind of cool. Are you all excited about this Superman show? No. Superman no. and Lois Lane. Is that what no. it's called? No. What's it called? It's called, I think, Lois Lane and Superman or yeah. something. Or Mr. and Mrs. Superman. I, no. Not at all. I do not buy this guy as Superman. And I'm I don't sorry. buy her as Lois. Yeah, she's not. Uh, she doesn't. I like both of them, but I think they play the characters as supporting characters, not yeah. as main characters. Yeah, but but you could see somebody playing a supporting character, but you couldn't envision them in a lead. Right. I don't. I'm saying I don't. I neither of these are that. lead actors, and I hate to say that. I, I do, mean, that, I think that brings me no joy. I think Superman was a lead in Teen Wolf. No, I could see, maybe the actor. Mm-hmm. But that actor in the role of Superman, mm. I can't see mm. because he just doesn't—he doesn't give me Superman, like any Superman. Yeah. He doesn't even give me Superboy. He just doesn't look, especially what Superman is supposed to be. Yeah. And, and mind you, this is not me bringing my knowledge of Superman into this. The show says that he's supposed to be Superman, yeah, and he's just. Just give me that Brendan Ralph, man. When he was, oh, yo, when he was flying. He's nodded to Christopher the, Reeve. Ooh, with a bit of swell of music happening. I, I remember, I think I was, I, was, I was next to you, so I was like punching you in the arm. I was like, oh, look at that. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah I like that. That's what, just give Brandon Routh the show. Well, so, sorry, other actors, but your your time's up. Brandon is actually supposed to be leaving the CW. I know. Well, yeah. Although I do like him as Ray. He has a lot of fun as Ray. He does have fun as Ray. I just don't. I just don't like that version of Ray. Ray. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. That's I all. I agree. Um, I'm fine with this. Brand, um, Ryan, Ryan Choi. Choi. Ryan Choi. Yeah. Taking over. Yeah. You know, yeah. Now that he's got that fake beard off again. Good. <laughs> yeah. God. Great. <laughs> um, yeah, that was not a good look. Anything else before we wrap it up? Uh, just Crisis has been, I think it really jump-started all the shows. Batwoman, Supergirl, and Legends have had, and Arrow have had episodes so far. Uh-huh. They've all been markedly different because of Crisis. No kidding. And it's real cool. Batwoman's actually had a more a very uh, special episode. Special, a special episode. Yeah. What happened with, with Batwoman? Batwoman? Uh, she came out mm-hmm. to the world. The character Batwoman. Yeah. Because Kate... The, the who is Catwoman, I mean Batwoman yeah. in the show, was always out. The yeah. character was right. always out, but yeah. Batwoman was not out. And yeah, she she comes out, and it's actually um, a, a cool story about how she comes out. Mm-hmm. I don't want right. to, you know, um, if if you know the character, you already know the character is. Yeah. You know, also, if you do know Batwoman though, and you thought this was gonna follow the comics. I haven't read the comics, but I don't think that's happening. No, this doesn't follow comics at all. Yeah. But I mean, even the stuff like with her sister. No. I can just tell oh, you. Oh, no. That's having, yeah. No. Were they, are they sisters in the comic? Yes. Oh, yeah? Yes. Um, I got to revisit it. It's been so long. So good. Um, but I, I do want to catch, now, maybe I'll just jump. Maybe I'll just check out what's happening after Crisis. Yeah. Because I've been trying to catch up on everything. No. Maybe just catch start on this season. Maybe, maybe I'll, I'll just, not just jump that. in. Maybe this is a good jumping on point. Just, just, yeah, just jump on. Okay, thank you. Um, <laughs> don't, would, don't look like Brandon will have you going like, you know. I mean, yeah, I told you to do a season. I don't think that's that much. So while we were on pause just now, after saying, after Len was like, yeah, man, you should skip. I got a customer, so I paused the show. And then Brandon informed me of some of the cool stuff that's happening in the TV shows after Crisis. And I'm in, man. That sounds cool. Yeah. It sounds like they're dealing with some actual repercussions of this giant Earth's shattering event, mm-hmm. uh, which piques my interest. That's real cool. Yep. Thanks, awesome. Brandon. Yeah, maybe I'll just jump right in. Please do. Um, but start at the, this season. Now, is there, who, how do I watch them in order? So Crisis ended. What was the first show after that? Uh, that does it doesn't matter. Yeah, I wouldn't say it matters. Okay. Yeah, because they're all like still their own show. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. I mean, they might. Who knows? Now that they're all one universe, they might cross over, like have like mini crossovers. Bits. But yeah. are they all basically? Well, I guess Black Lightning isn't right. Isn't that part of the problem before now? Is like he mean? wasn't going to be part of the. Yeah, the, he was. The CW? That's really, like he was on in like his own universe. And, yeah. Is that because of where they shoot it? No. Yeah. Or is it all shot in the same like, no. location? Black like, Lightning was shot in Atlanta. Ah. But right. the reason for that also is I think Black Lightning was originally going to be on a different network. Oh. So that's why like everything about it was a different thing. No, that wasn't a that wasn't a reason. The what reason why is they just wanted to they just wanted to try right. and well develop him, build up the character on his own yeah. and didn't even want people to be thinking like, oh, mm. crossover, crossover. I don't really hear anybody talking about it though. I mean, I'm, I've watched like the first handful of episodes, and it's, I think it's really good. Well, I the think that's about your demographic. You're about three seasons from the height. Are there three seasons? It's in its third season. Get out, get now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm behind. So you're three seasons behind <laughs> so it. So is it not as good anymore? Well, I uh, I stopped watching it. But you stopped in like season one, right? No, I watched most of season one. Most uh, of right, season so one. So you stopped on season one. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. As um, someone who is wa- who has watched the whole thing, uh, I kind of stopped liking it in season one. But <laughs> <laughs> I think season two, I felt was a market de deprovement. I don't know if that's a word. But I do think it has gotten better. I think it's gotten better this season. Okay. A deep improvement. <laughs> um, anything else before we split? Let these people go, live their lives, stop listening to our nonsense, talking in the microphones like we know shit. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Gutter Talk. Gutter Talk. I've been Johnny Destructo. You can email us at, for now, coltspopgo at gmail.com. And blacktribbles at gmail.com. Um, oh, if you want to help the show out, uh, you can help me out. If you go to patreon.com slash Johnny Destructo, Brandon. I don't I don't have anything. Why do you always go to me second when I don't have anything? Len? <laughs> you can help the Black Tribbles out. We have a Patreon, black patreon.com slash black tribbles. Um uh 
anything you want to um, donate. That would be pretty cool. Um, we have a very special exclusive podcast that goes up there. Greetings from the Bat Base. Up the most recent one is me and Randy talking about our thoughts on My Hero Academia. Wait a minute. Are and, you and, telling me there's a return of the fabled world's finest team up? Yes. Oh, snap. But you guys are right here. What? You guys are right here. Oh, and that's very that's nice. nice. Yeah, Randy's going to kill you. He's got to murder. Um, Thanks. Thanks. And also go to blacktribbles.com and press swag because we've got uh, uh, the whole new st- slew of t shirts available oh, for snap. you um, by way of T Public. Oh, hey. word. So check it out. Go get some uh, Black Tribbles swag and help our show out. Speaking okay. of Randy. Yo, brother, my brother, where you at? The mixtape available everywhere. Mixcloud, SoundCloud, just look it up. My brother, where you at? By his group, Gangsta Grass, which is a bluegrass hip hop group. And what they have done is take classic hip hop beats and songs and have reworked them with fiddles and banjos and a whole bluegrass vibe and original lyrics. It is so. Dope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I listened to a couple of tracks before this, and I was making my my mean hip hop face. Like, mm, yeah, this is good. We uh, gangsta grass yeah. and we fly. Winnie, winnie. Oh, this dope. Which it's is sweet. which is a takeoff of the Far Sides. Mm-hmm. She keeps on passing me by. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will talk at you later. Da-da-da-da-da-da.